The following program is paid programming. The views expressed on the following program are those of its hosts and participants, and nowhere reflect those of the ownership, staff, or advertisers of WNRI. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Joe Luca Real Estate Show. I am Joe. I'm your host every Tuesday evening right here at 99.9 FM, 1380 AM, WNRI, broadcasting from Woonsocket, Rhode Island, in the heart of the Blackstone River Valley. Uh, we are live every Tuesday evening, except for when we're not. That's usually when I'm traveling for business. Um, thank you very much for tuning in on uh, 99.9 FM or 1380 AM or on Facebook Live if we're Facebook friends. This is a show for you, the consumer, not the professional, not the uh, investor who's looking to make a quick buck. This is not, uh, I am not a guru trying to uh, recruit you to buy packages to get rich in real estate. It's essentially a show for the homeowner or aspiring homeowner, someone who's looking to buy a home for the first time, someone who may want to step up or step down, or perhaps even someone who's looking to um, um, prepare their home for sale. They're not sure what they want to do, but they want to prepare their home for sale. Quick shout out to my old friend, Regina Caruso-Jalbert, who tuned in on Facebook Live from uh, the greater New Bedford area, and my friend Erica Greenberg, who's also tuning in on Facebook Live, and she's tuned in all the way from Arizona. So she gets the award today for checking in from the furthest spot so far. Uh, it's about seven minutes past the hour, and, you know, there's a, a lot of news, as, as is typical lately. It seems like every week there's more news coming out, and last week we talked about how in the month of May um, there was actually an increase in the... Um, pending sales in the month of May, but it, there was a decrease in the um, actual number of sales. So that's one of the things that is, um, you know, existing home sales, they fell 3.4% in the month of May, but at the same time, pendings went up 0.7%. Okay. Um, so many times there can be headlines that appear to be contradictory but they're not it can you can still be selling homes even when the number of sales go down because it, there's like a delay you know a home goes under agreement buyer and seller agree on a price and terms for a transaction that would be what's called an accepted offer or under contract after you have your home inspections and those are all negotiated out then it is if it is officially a pending sale Okay, a pending sale. Uh, sometimes there are pending sales that go, only go pending for two or three weeks. Other times they go pending for a longer period of time. And those can be uh, dictated by factors that have nothing to do with 
uh, directly with the demand or the uh, health of the housing economy. Sometimes homes, that, there aren't enough appraisers out there, so they cannot get appraised as quickly as everyone would necessarily prefer. Okay. Um, so the pending, the number of pending sales will inflate. Okay. Um, sometimes there aren't a lot of homes for people to close on. Okay. They want to buy homes, but there aren't enough homes to be purchased. So the actual pending say, excuse me, the actual uh, sales of existing homes, that number may decline. All right. And then we always distinguish between existing home sales and new home construction. Okay. New home construction is something that we have not for over 10 years. We have not had enough of it. And that's why we are in the situation. One of the reasons we're in the situation we are today where we have nationwide about uh, 5 million too few homes for all of the folks who uh, are out there buying homes. Okay. So, you know, it's, I try to convey this information to everyone because our economy, like it or not, is strong when we believe it's strong and it's weak when we think it's weak. And many times there are headlines that can mislead the consumer. And one of the things that I hope to do on this show and hope that I have been doing for the past seven plus years is educate the consumer. So that you can read the headlines and maybe read between the headlines and understand what's really being said and what's truly going on in the marketplace. Okay. You know, in case you haven't listened before, um, you know, the, the process when, you know, someone puts their home on the market, uh, if you show it to one person or 101 people, at some point you will find a buyer for that home and they submit an offer. Well, then the buyer and the seller, through their realtors, hopefully, uh, you negotiate the terms of the transaction. Now, the terms are price, but that's only half because then uh, the other half is the terms. So we can agree that I'm going to sell you my house for $350,000. But then if you said, well, yeah, but I need to be in next week. And I'll say, well, I, I can't be out next week. So then we have to talk about terms. And many times... Uh, the terms can have an impact on the price. Okay. So if I say, well, I can't close next week, um, I can close two weeks after that. Then the buyer may say, well, geez, Joe, so I've got to stay in a hotel for two weeks. Can you give me some consideration on the price? Or can you pay me some money to put me up in a hotel for two weeks? Okay. So these are things that can these are situations where terms can impact the price of a home has nothing to do necessarily with the value of the home it has more to do with the needs of one of the parties to the transaction in this case the seller the seller cannot get out as quickly as the buyer needs many times buyers will have to come in really quickly because they're relocating for a job well if they find a house that they absolutely fall in love with and can't afford and their offer is accepted they may not want to give that up because of uh, timing issues, okay? So they may be a little bit more compliant um, and depending on who's nego negotiating for them, all right? Yes, and, and it's important, folks, when... This is one of the, another reason why it makes sense to have a realtor representing you, whether you are the buyer or the seller. Part of my job as a realtor, whichever side of the transaction I'm on, is to solve problems. And when problems arise, 
I have to remain, I call it the three C's, cool, calm, and collected. Okay, I can't go running around like my pants are on fire and getting emotional about something that's going on with the transaction. First of all, I've been through enough transactions in my life that things happen. I understand that. Okay, we, my job is to determine what is the best situation for my client, whether it's the buyer or the seller, to help them circumnavigate that problem. Okay. One of the things, one of the benefits, another benefit of working with a realtor, especially an experienced realtor uh, who's full-time, doesn't have the distraction of, of another job, um, is that we can, we have a good understanding of what could go wrong, what potentially could create a problem in a transaction. And when we identify potential problems in a, in a transaction, we try to take steps to avoid that coming up. Because in a real estate transaction, surprises are not good. Surprises are not good. So anything that can be done to manage expectations, mitigate the adverse impact from a surprise, can save a lot of frustration and anxiety later on in the transaction. You know, something as simple as earlier today, <clears throat> excuse me, earlier today, I was um, going to a pre-listing appointment at a home, and the house was built in 1986, and it had a deck off of the sliding glass uh, door in the kitchen, okay? It's a raised ranch. And I just had a feeling, because of when it was built, that it was built, that deck was installed up to code at that time, and that is no longer code for a deck. So when I was talking with the seller, I pointed, I basically said, you know what, let's go look underneath your deck to see how it's secured to the house. Because if it's nailed to the house, that was code back when this house was built, but it's no longer code. Today, those decks need to be bolted to the house, okay? And sure as heck, it was only nailed to the house. So is that a big deal? No, but it's not, it's something that the seller is now aware of. So when it does go under contract and the home inspector points that out, we know it's not a big deal. I will inform the prospective buyers of that when they come through. So everyone is aware of this. And what this does is it, it reduces or it eliminates the chance that this is something that will be discovered by the buyer during the home inspection. And then, uh, it avoids their being able to take this as an opportunity to renegotiate the price. Oh, I've got to hire someone to resecure that deck. That's going to cost me 500 bucks or 1000 bucks or whatever they may try to do. They're informed of that up front. So now, when I tell them about that up front, their offer has to take that into account. Okay. Now, fortunately, we're in a, <clears throat> fortunately for me and my client, the seller, we're in a situation where it's still a little bit of a buyer's market. The buyers cannot be, um, excuse me, the sellers, it's a seller's market. The sellers cannot be as demanding as they once were, but buyers will comply up to a certain point. And in the situation of this house, for a minor thing like that, uh, it, it would not make sense for them to jeopardize a transaction, okay? Especially when they're informed of that when they first look at the house, 
Okay. So we try to be totally transparent. Now, obviously, we do, you know, if there are certain things, I have, um, there's a real estate relationship disclosure form, um, and I represent my client, in this case, the seller, and their best interests. So if there is information that I'm aware of that the buyer does not need to know about, that could work if that information were known could work against my client i'm as long as i'm not professionally or ethically or legally obligated to release that information why would i now if i'm asked specifically about a piece of information i have to answer honestly and i would as would i think most of my realtor colleagues in rhode island mass and across the country um because that's Part of the code of ethics, it's also, and depending on the question, uh, complies with law, okay? And that's the difference between a realtor and a licensee. Realtors, we have a code of ethics that we need to comply with. Everybody else, if you're just a licensee and you're not a realtor, you're not a member of the National Association of Realtors, you only have to make sure you don't break the law. Well, you can do a lot of not nice things to consumers, to other uh realtors and licensees and not run afoul of the law you can be extremely unprofessional you can represent the property in not its favorable most favorable light um and without having any problem from the a legal perspective but you certainly could have a problem with respect to the realtor code of ethics so that's why it makes sense to use a realtor when you are buying or selling a home because you need someone who can negotiate in a dispassionate manner. You know, imagine that, uh, you know, you have your house and you put all of your heart and soul into building this beautiful wall in the backyard or some garden structure. And then a buyer comes in and they offer you a price and you say, well, I'm not going to accept that. Look at this beautiful wall in the backyard. And the buyer's like, well, I don't even like that wall. I think it's ugly. I'm going to rip it out. It would be pretty hard for a seller not to be insulted by that remark if it was something they put their heart and soul into. Um, you know, whereas if you have two realtors, two professionals that are working together to try and get the consum- to consummate the transaction, egos most of the time, don't get involved and aren't wounded by what people ask for or what they say. Okay? Because I wouldn't necessarily communicate to my seller that the buyer doesn't like their wall and wants to tear it down. Okay? Buyer, seller, you know, a lot of times they do not need to know what's going to happen after the sale. All right? Quick shout out to my buddy Heath Lafort. He was a Guest on the show just last week when we were talking about reverse mortgages. Uh, hello, Keith. You just tuned in on Facebook Live. Uh, we're going to touch base on. Uh, we're going to touch base about reverse mortgages a little bit later in the show. Um, but so the the market, yes, it's still strong. As I've been saying for the past several weeks, we are in a state of transition. Rates have been going up, although this week rates are a little bit. Uh, lower, at least they were this morning. Uh, Heath, Keith, excuse me, Heath, correct me if I'm wrong, um, but I think rates are a little bit lower today than they were last week. Um, and so, even though rates are higher, a couple of points higher than they were a few months ago, uh, they are dropping down from their highs. 
Okay, so they, they kind of have a little, you know, movement up and down. And Heath just said, I am correct. So rates are a little bit lower this week than they were last week. Kind of like what's, you know, we just saw what's going on in gas. Yesterday I filled up at a uh, gas station. I paid four fifty-five a gallon, which is a whole heck of a lot cheaper than $5 a gallon, which I paid about a month ago. Okay. So the interest rates go up and down a little bit. They have been trending upward. But again, folks, the historic average for a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is about 8%. 8%. So we're still quite a ways from that. All right. And again, bear in mind, in the early 80s, people were paying over 18.5% for an interest rate on their mortgage. Okay. And when uh, we talk about interest rates for mortgages... We're generally talking about an interest rate for a single-family home that's an owner-occupied home, okay? And it's for someone that has good credit, okay, and a good credit history. Every time you, you deviate from that profile, oh, it's going to be a multifamily home, rates are going to get a little bit higher. Oh, we're not going to live in the home. Rates are going to be a little higher. Oh, it's a condominium. Rates would be higher. Okay. If you start getting into larger multifamily homes, uh, greater than four units, now you're looking at a commercial mortgage. Okay. Um, and, you know, commercial mortgages are generally higher than residential mortgages. Okay. So Heath just said, yeah, buyers can reduce their rate by 2% in the first year if the seller considers an interested party contribution before, let me just try and read this a little bit more here, uh, before considering a full price reduction. So that's, okay, so we're getting a little bit, you know, wonky on here. There are other things that sellers can do, okay, um, to help buyers reduce their interest rate. Okay, if you want more information about that, to get a little bit more in detail, give me a call after the show, 401-580-9797. That's my personal cell phone. Uh, if you want to call the Luca and Murano team at Remax Preferred, our number is 401-232-4300. Okay. Um, and I will give you uh, a thorough explanation. And I will also connect you with Heath Lafort at uh, Fairway Independent Mortgage Corporation to give you an absolute rock-solid explanation of how that can be done. But this is why, folks, I like to work with great partners. I call them my vendor partners. If it's lenders like Heath LaFord at Fairway Independent Mortgage Corporation, Denora Hernandez, we have John Dolbeck, okay, they're all at Fairway Independent Mortgage Corporation. I have other lender partners that I work with as well. We have other, I have uh, home inspection partners, okay. We have uh, Hank Richter and his team over at Home Pro Inspections. We have, lend, we have um, excuse me, title and escrow partners, Beacon Title and Escrow. Anthony Betancourt and Rich Nicholson, they are the partners in the company, and they are a sponsor of the Joe Luca Real Estate Show, as, uh, as well as, of course, Fairway Independent Mortgage Corporation. Okay, And we also have a new sponsor who's joining the team, and uh, his name is Vern Rainville. Okay? And, you know, Vern, I'll tell you, it's almost, it's amazing, because whenever, the past couple of months, the past few months, my partner Don Morano and I, we've had... Um, a couple of listings and when we 
got to the house, we noticed, Jeepers, it looks like you have a potential insurance claim here, a problem. Um, you should probably find out if you could get that repaired before we list the house because that would be a potential obstacle, and especially if it's something like a roof, okay? A roof, a front door, and the garage doors are the only things that increase the value of your home more than the cost to replace them. Okay, so our sponsor, Vern Rainville, okay, he's a public insurance adjuster. Phone number 484-300-8495. He can come in and he can look at your, uh, the damage and let you know if this is something that uh, is, would be covered by your insurance policy. Okay, uh, so we refer Many of our clients to, to Vern because there are lots of things people don't even know, know that they have a potential claim. You know, you go up to the house and you notice some shingles were, are missing on the roof. Well, what happened there? How long ago did that happen? Oh, that happened a month or two ago and that big, big rainstorm, windstorm we had. All right. Well, let's see if you can get that repaired. And in one case, they were able to get the whole roof replaced. Okay. You know, so there are a lot of things that make sense you look, you pay for homeowner's insurance. You may as well utilize it when you need it. Okay. Utilize it when you need it. So Vern Rainville, 484-300-8495 is his number. And he will definitely help you uh, get as much money from your insurance company for any claims that you have. Okay. And he's very good at, at communicating and letting you know, you know, what the potential situation is, what it could be. He gets quotes from licensed contractors and he can help you out with that as well. That's Vern Rainville, 484-300-8495. Okay. Um, so, Took care, of, uh, took care of paying the bills, as we say, and uh, getting back to the interest rate. So the commercial interest rates, if you're looking at a large multifamily property, and we have several of these here in Woonsocket and uh, Northern Rhode Island, we have actually per capita, I think we have one of the highest numbers of uh, old housing stock in the country. And we also have one of the highest numbers of uh, multifamily homes per capita. Obviously, we don't have as many as bigger cities or states, but per capita, I think we have uh, we're in, we're near the top. Okay, uh, so large multifamily homes, apartment buildings, etc., those have interest rates that are going to be higher than the ones that we typically talk about on this show. And I try not to get too much into commercial real estate. Of course, as as you know, I've done. Uh, I was a commercial practitioner for about 12 years before I started selling houses. So I'm, I'm pretty well versed in the uh, commercial side of the business. I prefer the residential side. It's a little bit more rewarding for me. And uh, it's also the speed of the transaction is much quicker. Okay, It's a much faster pace, which I like. Okay, So you negotiate the price. You negotiate any repair items during the home inspection. And then the next step is uh, the lender will request an appraisal. So the appraiser will contact a listing agent. You schedule the appraisal. Now, what I try to do, if I think that the house that I'm uh, selling, that I have listed, and the price that we have is really pushing the envelope for how much the offer is for, I will get other sales 
recently closed transactions to support the price that we have, or if it's a situation, and this happened more last year than, than is happening this year, uh, where you had multiple offers pushing the price that high, I will provide those to the appraiser just so that not that they're necessarily going to use them because I am a biased party, you know, the listing agent, but just to give them, provide them with some information that may make them, uh, you know, dig a little bit deeper if they were inclined to value the property a little bit lower. Okay. So what happened when the property does, it's called, you know, it doesn't appraise, it under appraises. All right. Well, how much are we talking about? Is it 5,000, 10,000? Is it 105,000? All right. We, I've actually, I had a situation where uh, a buyer was buying a house. My client was a buyer and the house came in over $100,000 low. Now, this was a four-unit house. It was right here in Woonsocket. And I, it, I still don't understand it. The appraiser was not from the area. He was uh, from, I think, New Jersey. Um, and the problem was, I mean, I had sold a two-family house in not as nice a neighborhood for more than this guy was valuing a four-unit house. But we, you know, we couldn't get them to reconsider and uh, reconsider the appraised value. So we ended up, we pulled out of the transaction. Okay. Um, so that ultimately, that if the house doesn't appraise, that's like the ultimate thing you can do. But when it's a lesser amount, you can try to negotiate terms. And usually it's split between the buyer and the seller. You know, as long as the buyer can come up with a little bit more cash... Um, because you have to, because if let's say the house is under contract for 350,000 and it appraises for 340,000, you either have to lower the price to 340 or the buyer can bring an extra 5,000 to closing and the seller will lower the price by 5,000 and the bank will still loan, uh, provide the mortgage based on a value of 340,000 because the extra value is coming in the way of cash from the buyer and it has to come from the buyer it can't come from a parent it can't you know because then the money would have to be seasoned um so unless it's a gift and then i think that might be something a little bit different right there and these are lender questions tax questions that i'm not all that familiar with because i'm a real estate guy and i stay in my lane but when you're working with competent lenders like Heath Lafort at Ferry Independent Mortgage Corporation or John or Dinora, uh, you don't have to worry about that because they communicate everything well. But that's a scenario when you have a property that does not appraise, all right? Um, of course, no one is happy when a house doesn't appraise, but uh, it's, it's something that happens. Now, was it happening more the past uh, year and a half or so? Yep. And it's probably going to continue to happen because... You know, people are still trying to push the envelope, get as much money for the, uh, for the house as possible. And there aren't a lot of sales. I mean, the increases in value are not occurring at the same rate that they were earlier this year or last year. Things are slowing down a little bit. We're starting to see more price reductions. Okay, I want to... Um, Bear with me right here. I want to try and see how many price reductions we had in uh, the Rhode Island MLS. 
today. So, you know, a lot of times you put your home on the market and you put it on for 459000 bucks, And then it's been on the market, uh, you know, three, two, three, four, five weeks. And it hasn't sold. What do you do? Well, you consider reducing the price. Now, sometimes a house doesn't sell, has nothing to do with price. It may have something to do with other factors. Okay, it doesn't have a good flow. It's it's a dirty house. Okay, um, it's a it's a an antique house. It's a contemporary house. It's next to a funeral, uh, next to a, uh, a cemetery or train train tracks, things like that. Okay, um, those are reasons why homes may not sell that are not necessarily related to price. So, if a house is not selling because it's next to a train tracks. If you drop the price 10000 bucks, is that going to convince someone to buy the house? You know, maybe, maybe not. Um, if you drop the house, price of the house fifty or 60000 bucks, would that make a difference? Maybe, maybe not. We'll see. All right, we have a caller who just called in. Hold on. Let's see here. Okay. Let me make sure I've got it. Hello. Thank you for calling in. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. I... I was. I'm. I'm just in the midst of a of a sale. Okay. And I have some input or a question, however you want to ask away. Ask away. I'm sorry. What was your name, sir? Uh, Paul. Oh, hey, Paul. And uh, so, in regards to an appraisal, Mm -hmm. uh, and and being as though I was just in, I'm selling my house now and had an occurrence where the price may have been a little bit higher than. Mm-hmm. the market would bear. Sure. And and for me, that created a certain amount of angst that... Oh, yeah. You know, you're hearing, oh, they're flying off the shelf, <laughs> you know, yeah. and you'll have people lined up down the street, and then, you know, uh, it's it's like a Model T, you know, something yeah. puts well, down the road, and it's Exactly, okay. yeah. So, the mention was made of doing an appraisal, mm-hmm. but it was a fleeting mention, and I wonder at the... What sense would it make to do an appraisal before you try to sell a home? Well, one of the reasons is, you know, sometimes um, a homeowner may think that their house is, and I'm just going to spit numbers out. Let's say a homeowner thinks that their house is worth 500000 bucks because mm-hmm. the guy down the street got 500000 bucks for his house. As a realtor, I could say, well, the reason he may have gotten that is he's, he has an in-ground pool in the backyard. His house is 500 square feet bigger than yours. It has a you know uh, two-car garage. It's nicely landscaped. All this other stuff um, that may make that house sell for 500000 But yours, you know, Mr. Seller, Mrs. Seller number two, yours is really only going to be worth 440000 Oh, no, my house has to be worth five hundred. If If Vinny can sell his house for... 500 my house is going to get and then when you have a difference of opinion kind of an arbitrary way is you know what let's let's get an appraiser because an appraiser they're just going to value the house for what it's worth and what they what it will appraise for by a lender's appraiser yes down the road okay and my house was under contract a day after the appraisal came ah okay we adjusted the price accordingly and yep and, and I guess I'm moving. Yeah. The next question I... <laughs> so that's good. So so you listened to the to the realtor. You you had an independent appraiser. You adjusted the price accordingly. And then it went under, under agreement. That's great. Yes. Good and, for you. Uh, well, I guess that I acted on the appraisal based on the mention. Sure. 
because I think that the notion was that maybe we'd get more just because of the nature of the house and all that. Mm -hmm. But that was pie in the sky, and it proved to be pie in the sky. Yeah. In any event, I'll give the realtor credit. And uh, the next question I have is regarding a title. Yep. Do I... Uh, you know, do the title search or does the new owner? No, uh, the way it works is, and your your realtor will guide you through this, okay? you I mean, you should have an attorney representing your side of the transaction, okay, yeah. as seller. And there will be an attorney who represents the buyer side of the transaction and, and legally represents the lender, not the buyer. Many people think that the attorney... That is on their side of the table uh, represents the buyer. Now that that attorney represents the lender, but and it, that it's the buyer's attorney who will get a title insurance policy one for the lender, and then they get another title insurance policy that protects the buyer as well. So let's say, okay, let's say you're selling your house and the, the buyer comes in and he buys it. Well. Let's say two years ago, there was some work done in your house, and the guy never sent you a bill. You never knew about it. You never paid it. And then he comes back after the sale and says, oh, listen, I've, I've got a lien against this house. Or I did an eight, you know, whatever, whatever he substantiates, he proves that he is owed money for work that was done. Okay? Mm -hmm. The title insurance policy, and let's say it was a big number. Let's say it was five or 10000 bucks. The title insurance policy protecting the buyer, the new owner of the home, would just write a check and pay the guy his money, the money that he was due. Okay. If, um, and the bank has a title insurance policy to protect it from all other types of, uh, you know, surprises, shall we say, that could impact their, um, their position on the property. Okay. But just so I'm clear, it's the, it's the buyer and the, and the, that is, and their attorney that's responsible for right. procuring a title. Right. Like, yeah, one, of the one of the sponsors of this show is Beacon Title and Escrow. And yeah. they, so when we send our buyers to them, they receive the monies from the buyer and it goes into an escrow account and then is dispersed to the seller. They do a title search to make sure they're, okay, there's only, you said there's only one lien against your property. Yep, there's only one. Or wait a minute, there's a second mortgage on this property from 20 years ago. Oh, that was paid off. Okay, well, then they'll go and bird dog it and make sure that it was paid off and get the appropriate paperwork filed so that there's no second mortgage lien against the property. That's what the title insurance company does, and, it, and they work uh, for... The buyer. Now, let's say in that same situation, let's say they couldn't find proof, and now the buyer's uh, closing attorney is saying, wait a minute, Mr. Seller, you've got to pay this other money off, okay? And then you would have your seller attorney who could say, wait a minute, wait a minute, let it, let's do a little, you know, and they'll do some digging on their side on your behalf, okay? Um, so it makes, it's important, and that's just one simple reason, but there are many other reasons why sellers should utilize the services of a, uh, a you know, a closing attorney a title attorney on their side of the transaction because well i went to uh, you know get one today <laughs> oh good but so and, and so and now sometimes too let's say your buyer was a va buyer He's, he was using a v or she was using a va loan that's a no money down loan which means the seller has to pay the closing costs for the buyer so essentially if in my example you sell your house for four hundred forty thousand. Closing costs are going to be five thousand. The sales price would be four forty five, and then you would give five thousand back to the buyer to use for closing costs. They're paying for it because it's worked into their mortgage. They're right. just paying for that five thousand bucks over thirty years. 
But in that case, the you know seller pays closing costs for the buyers. Okay. Well, I th- thank you, and I will say that I'm a I'm a brother at the mic at WNRI, and I listen to your show very often. And awesome. I, I I appreciate the uh, being able to answer my questions. Yeah, my pleasure. Call in any time, okay. brother. Okay. Okay. See you. Bye. All right. Thank you. Bye bye. Yes, sir. Okay, so thank you very much for the phone call. Um, and so we were getting back to, I was just about to talk about the houses that had price reductions in the Rhode Island MLS. So today we had 36 properties that had price reductions. Now, some of these were actually a few of them, let me see, were rentals that had price reductions. So we had about four houses that they were rentals that had price reductions. Um, and the rest were properties listed for sale. Uh, to give you some perspective, okay, for single-family homes on the market right now, there are 1,126 single-family homes. And then uh, let's see, what do we have for multifamilies? And we have about uh, 269 multifamilies. So we have less than 1,500 houses on the market in the state of Rhode Island uh, for multifamily and single-family homes. And 36 had price reduction. So as a percentage basis... That's very low. However, looking back a few months ago, you know, it was, I think, in the single digits where you'd have houses that had price reductions. Okay. Um, And the market is in transition. So people are uh, at a point where buyers are either in one of two camps. I think I said this a few weeks ago. They were either, you know what, we better hurry up and buy our house, find a house and buy it before rates go up higher and values continue to increase. Or they're of the camp... where they say, you know what, I think rates are going to come down. Let's wait for rates to come down or let's wait for the market to crash. Um, I think if they're waiting for the market to crash, in, in my professional and personal opinion, they're going to be waiting a long time because I just I don't see a crash. Okay, um, The fact that a house is listed for a certain price and then there's a price reduction, that's not a decline in value because these houses that are having their prices reduced, okay, are um, their small price reductions. And generally speaking, most houses had price increases year over year on the order of 15 to 20%. So if you have a price reduction that's about um, 3 or 4% in the case of the house I'm looking at on Warwick Road in Pawtucket, okay, um, Actually, let me give you an exact number of that percentage. Let's see. So, yeah, it's about... um, Yeah, that's about uh, 5%. Okay. So the price reductions, they would have to go down really significantly to compensate for the increase in, in accumulated equity that we experienced over the past year. Okay? So don't feel that when you see houses that are having price reductions or houses that are sitting on the market for 20, 30, 40, 50 days, that that means the market is going to crash. A couple of years ago, the average days on market was 50 days, 60 days. Okay. So they sell. It just takes time. People aren't 
running out buying houses like their pants are on fire and they're going to be homeless tomorrow. That was before. Rates are higher now. People are being a little bit more circumspect. Even the people that want to buy a home, they're taking their time. They're not rushing. And there are a lot of other things that are consuming their attention um, and that are giving them reason for pause. You know, the big run-up in gas prices, the big all the inflation and all the other aspects of our uh, economy. Thank goodness, jobs are still strong. Okay, jobs are still strong. As long as we have low unemployment numbers, the housing market will be strong. Because the numbers don't change, we still have more buyers than homes coming for sale. Okay, so we're at eleven hundred twenty-six homes, single-family homes, on the market in the state. Of, excuse me, in the state of Rhode Island. That's about a two and a half month supply. We need six months to have a balanced market. Okay, so the market is still vibrant, but just try not to get sucked into what I started to say at the top of the show. The headlines that seem like they're putting a bad spin on what's going on in the market. You know, we can sit down and I can give you a thousand reasons, of, a thousand things that are wrong with the economy today. Things that I'm not happy about. However, there is one thing that is still very solid and strong. And that's real estate. In particular, residential real estate. Why residential real estate? Because everybody needs a place to live. And the cost to rent a place is on a par or higher than the cost to own a place. And folks, if you're complaining that you're paying 5.78 or 6% or even 6.5% interest on your mortgage, what interest rate are you paying when you're renting? You're paying 100% interest because you have nothing to show for it at the end of your lease. If you're spending $2,000 a month in rent, that's $24,000 for a one-year lease. At the end of that one year, you have nothing to show for it other than an address where your mail was sent. If you buy a house and you're paying 7% interest, at the end of the year, you are going to own that house. You'll, now, of course, yes, it is encumbered with a mortgage, but every year that you're there, you own more and more of that house. You have to something to show for it. And most homeowners do things to improve their house. They clean it up. They landscape it. Paint the walls. Maybe do more extensive renovations and rehab. Okay? That's why it makes sense to buy a home. Become a homeowner. All right. Folks, you're listening to the Joe Luca Real Estate Show right here on WNRI, broadcasting out of the city of Woonsocket in the heart of the Blackstone River Valley. 99.9 FM, 1380 on the AM dial. And, of course, on Facebook Live. And if you want to catch the show after the fact, you can go to anchor.fm and search the Joe Luca Real Estate Show. And you can find all of our old, previously aired shows on that uh, platform. Because uh, JR makes sure he uploads all of my shows after the fact. And I'm very appreciative to, uh, for, to him for doing that. 
All right. Thank you to our sponsor, John Dolbeck and the Dolbeck team at Fairway Independent Mortgage Corporation. 401-321-4401 is their number. Not only can you reach John at Fairway Independent Mortgage Corporation, but you can reach Denora and you can reach Heath LaFort as well. Denora Reyes and Heath LaFort. Okay. That's right. Double thumbs up to JR. Um, and also, Anthony Betancourt and Rich Nicholson at Beacon Title and Escrow. The go-to closing attorney, title and escrow company for the Luca and Murano team at REMAX Preferred. We send all of our buyers and sellers to Beacon Title and Escrow. And of course, Vern Rainville. Vern Rainville, Rainville is a public insurance adjuster. And he does a really good job of looking out for our clients when they may have claims on their home or their property. Okay, 484-300-8495 is the number. That's 484-300-8495. So, you know, when we're going to have, we have strong winds, you have big rainstorms, sometimes things happen, the basement floods or water comes in through the roof. You know, the three biggest enemies to a house are water, water, and water, whether it's in its liquid form, its solid form, or its gaseous form. Okay, liquid water, ice and steam, which can, that moisture can cause mold. You do not want to have problems with that. And that's why you need to reach out to Vern Rainville if you have any damage to your home whatsoever. 484-300-8495. We really appreciate all the work that he's done for our clients. Okay. Quick shout out to Denise Beauvais. Denise is uh, watching on Facebook Live. Hello, Denise. Thanks for tuning in. Um, You know, one of the things that I was going to ask my caller, I didn't get to, um, you know, we have a lot of good realtors in this state, and he obviously was working with someone who does a good job. I didn't get their name. I would have given given him or her a shout-out because, you know, the the realtor's like, hey, you know, maybe I – am wrong. Maybe I'm not going to, but if you, if, we, if you really feel committed, let's get an appraiser out here. And what I would usually do is I'd say, hey, you pay for the appraiser now, Mr. Seller, Mrs. Seller, and then we'll credit it back to you at the closing table out of our commission. Okay, that way it doesn't cost the seller anything. But what makes it great is that now the seller knows what the house is going to sell for. All right. Now, as a realtor, our you know we work for the seller when we're listing a home, and our job is to get them as much money as possible, uh, and at terms at which are best for the him or her. So, our commission is based on the selling price. So, if it sells for more money, we are motivated to try and get more money for the house. Okay. But sometimes people don't believe us. All right. Um, You know, sometimes, sometimes, believe it or not, you know, realtors, we're all human. We can be wrong. Um, But in the case of our caller, Paul, um, that was not the case. Okay. The realtor was right. They arrived at a number that was acceptable to everyone. And then the next day, they put the house under agreement. Put the house under agreement. That is... uh, that's really good. So kudos to Paul's realtor, whoever that realtor is. 
he or she did a good job. And there are a lot of good realtors out there. You know, I work, uh, you know, I'm part of the Luca and Morano team with my partner, Don Morano. We work at Remax Preferred. Uh, we have offices in Smithfield and Cumberland under the pr- uh, properties and town and country names. Uh, we have also have kind of annex office offices in Pawtucket and North Smithfield. All right. But um, there are a lot of realtors who are good, who work at our company, but then also at other companies as well. Okay. So, folks, let's see. It's about seven, eight minutes before the hour. Let's see if we have time for a couple of more headlines over here. What's going on in um, the world of real estate? Let's see here. So, you know, I want to tell you, actually, I've got a great listing right here in uh, northern Rhode Island in Cumberland on Diamond Hill Road, 1707 Diamond Hill Road. Beautiful uh, Cape built in 1880. It has six rooms, four bedrooms, beautiful corner lot, fenced-in property. Uh, It has a detached uh, game house is what I call it. They have a pool table out there and a pinball machine. has electricity and heat. Uh, Great. Could be like a man town or a she shed or anything like that. Um, That house is priced at $449,000. Okay. A lot of house for the money. Okay, for larger families. Um, it was built in 1880, so it doesn't have the you know eight or nine foot ceilings that we're accustomed to in most modern houses. But this is a great, uh, unique, almost a one-of-a-kind house. Okay, uh, We have another great listing in North Providence. This is a ranch, two-bedroom ranch with a full basement. You could, uh, and it has a half a bath in the basement. You could certainly add a lot more living space in the basement if you wanted to. And it has a fenced-in backyard, which is big enough for a pool. So this is a great condo alternative or for someone who is just looking to get into uh, becoming a homeowner from um, being a renter. Or maybe it's the first home you're moving out of your parents' house. Great way to start it. Not too much home to take care of. Small yard, not too big. Uh, Nice driveway. can fit about three cars in the driveway. It's on a Quiet street in North Providence, great access to restaurants, shopping, the highway. can be downtown in a matter of minutes. Uh, For these two houses, you just have to give us a call at the Luca and Murano team, 401-232-4300. Give us a call, 401-232-4300. We're also going to be, actually, wait, we just listed another house on, uh, just came on the market today. Uh, It's on Gentian Avenue in Providence on the North Providence line. So it's in the Elmhurst section. Uh, 1933, three bed, two bath, corner lot, single car detached garage. Nice house, tons and tons of character. Nice little backyard, great for barbecuing, but you won't uh, kill your whole weekend mowing the lawn, okay? Um, That's on Gentian Ave. That's a $339,000 house. That's a lot of house. All it needs is really some paint. Um, the boiler is relatively new. Roof is relatively new. All the big things have, uh, like that have been taken care of. Okay. And just give us a call at the Luca and Murano team at REMAX Preferred. 401-232-4300 is our number. And we're getting two other listings. Uh, these actually are both in North Providence. One is a ranch with an above-ground pool. Okay. Three beds, two baths. And another is a raised ranch. It's listed by the town at four bedrooms, but one is downstairs, so it's really three bedrooms and two full bathrooms and a one-car garage. Uh, 
And that's going to be priced in the high threes. We don't have a final price on that yet, but uh, that house really doesn't need anything. It's, it's, it's move-in ready, move-in ready. Uh, that's also a corner lot. It has nice, uh, it's nice landscaping, mature vegetation, a uh, real nice property. Again, if you're looking for anything like that, give us a call at the Luca and Murano team at REMAX Preferred, 401-232-4300. And, um, you know, we'll introduce you to any one of those properties or another property. You know, if you're looking to um, buy new construction, we can help you with that. If you're looking in other areas... You want to be in Woonsocket, you want to be in Cumberland, Smithfield, North Smithfield. These are all towns that uh, we work in as well as across the border into Massachusetts. Uh, you know, Blackstone, Bellingham, Franklin, Plainville, um, Uxbridge. Okay, we cover all of those towns as well. We work with buyers and sellers. But you have to give us a call, 401-232-4300. That is our number. All right. Um, you know, I just a, a quick kind of like a fun headline um, that's on uh, Realtor.com. And, um, you know, they're always looking at different things and people say, oh, our houses, you know, really still the American dream now that they're so expensive. You know, and this article uh, actually came out today, um, you know, talking about how, how historically a single family home was a freestanding structure with a bedroom for each of the kids, you know, flowers in the front lawn and family running dog running around in the backyard. Uh, you've got your gas grill for barbecues, et cetera, et cetera. But then we had the housing crash in the 2000s and now record high prices, as I just said, um, and a supply shortage. They're saying, despite that, the dream has endured. Uh, and what most Americans, it's what most Americans imagine when they think, air quotes, house. All right. But every generation aspires to one day have a home um, that's ideally not connected to one next door, like the townhouse condominium developments. I had I lived in one of those for several years. And, um, you know, you have Valley View condominiums. You have um, Maplewoods condominiums. Uh, those are both in Cumberland. And it's, you know, more densely populated areas if it's uh, townhouses or even if it's like Handy Pond. Uh, you have some townhouses, some single-level condominiums, but there you share a wall with someone else, okay? Well, duplex houses where you rent them, um, you know, these are becoming more and more common and more and more acceptable for many buyers, okay? Um, so it's just something that's interesting to think about. Don't think because prices are up and interest rates are up, that you're not going to be able to afford a home, okay? Any questions, reach out to us, 401-232-4300. We're wrapping up right here, running out of, we're in our final minute right now on the Joe Luca Real Estate Show. I want to thank you for tuning in to WNRI 99.9 FM and 1380 on the AM dial. We will be back next week. We will have a guest on the show, so please remember, tune in to the Joe Luca Real Estate Show next week. Bye-bye, guys. Take care.